Cross the Streams Podcast, Season 2, Episode 12, Kip and Kane Ione coming back with another Hometown Heroes segment, number 4, our second Skyview Falcon, Kane and I's alma mater in Billings. We've also had uh, Mike Hader from West High, Parker Aldridge from Billings Central. Tonight we're joined by Betsy Morrison-Boyer, Class of 1997, my class at Skyview, Midland Roundtable, Athlete of the Year at Skyview, Division II, full-ride scholarship to Montana State Billings, phenomenal athlete, uh, now living in Fargo, North Dakota with her family. We catch up with Betsy, uh, to reminisce a little bit about the Skyview days, the Montana State Billings days, how she found herself in Gainesville, Florida, of all places. Uh, and then Kane joins me after Betsy's interview for a reaction. Cross the streams, hometown heroes, Betsy Morrison-Boyer. Cross the Streams podcast, season two, episode 12, but more importantly, our fourth edition of our Hometown Heroes segment where we go back and find and talk to people from Billings, Montana, uh, that Kane and I have self-anointed legends. Uh, so when we get to our guest today, she'll have to claim that she was a legend. Uh, but Betsy Morrison from the old days, Betsy Boyer now, classmate of mine, Skyview High School. We're going out. We don't have anybody from senior yet, Betsy, but we're now officially more Skyview people than West and Central that we've done on here. So, you know, it's a, it's a special day for you, obviously. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> hey, how how are you doing? Tell everybody where you're at now. A quick snapshot before we jump into the reminiscing. What is Betsy doing nowadays? Yeah, you bet. So uh, my husband and I live in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, we've been here for it's just coming up on seven years. And uh, we have one daughter, and she's nine years old in fourth grade. And uh, yeah, we. my husband's at, the, uh, at NDSU. He's a professor. Awesome. And um, yeah, I just, you know, I have the privilege of working at home. I get to, I'm a grant coordinator for NDSU. Okay. So I work on behind the scenes stuff where that's concerned. Yeah. And, yeah. And then I also get to te- teach group fitness, which probably might be my most favorite job. I bet. You get to stay in shape, <laughs> um, see people every day. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. It's great. <laughs> Accountable. Absolutely. And you said the daughter's nine years old, as is mine, so you already have a teenager in your house, according to her, I'm sure, because mine oh. is about 19 years old now. It's unbelievable. You know, I am so glad you said that. <laughs> some days, I'm not kidding you, just this morning she walked in with lipstick. Like, uh, <laughs> it's Monday. Right. That's a you know that's a great place to start. And let me ask you from the mom's perspective, because I'm coming from the dad's perspective, and I'm probably overly protective, like thinking about what young Kip Ione was thinking about with girls, and so I'm like, stay away from all of them. But is it is it how has it been your guys' relationship? I know my wife and her are very close, but also boy, they go at it on things. So how's that been for you with a daughter? Yes, um, yes, my daughter and I are also very close. Okay. Um, relationship however man almighty <laughs> her and i can go around and it's amazing yeah. just like you said it is so different with her and her dad not yeah. to say that they don't they don't go rounds too but yeah you know the interesting thing though kip is i love like how things come full circle because what it makes me think about is my relationship with my mom right like when i was going yes around, like I just want to so, and there are times where I text her and I'm like, oh gosh, mom, I'm so sorry. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. I can imagine. So, hey, that's a great segue for us. So let's hometown hero segment. We Kate and I had so much fun and David Gunn sent me some questions that he wants to ask you for sure. But we've been going back, talking to people from Billings um, that back in high school, college, you know, athletically, obviously you had an amazing career, went on to play Montana State Billings. But we start always with what are you what do you tell people? Because you're in Fargo, which is a bigger city than, than Billings. Uh, but North Dakota, Montana, maybe people always associate them as, oh, they're so similar when somebody says where are you from how do you describe billings growing up there well, what are your thoughts when, when you're talking to other people yeah so when I, you know when i do tell people that we're from montana that um we, we grew up in billings you know they the majority of the people know billings okay um it's very very rare that they do not however when we first moved out of billings my husband and i went to gainesville florida oh my gosh that conversation, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm not kidding you, I am dead serious when I say this, that people would, like, you could see the wheels turning. I literally had one person ask me if we had paved roads and oh, cars. Were you riding horses to, to school? No, oh my goodness, you. that's amazing. You know, yeah, and so there, in that in that situation, it was like, you know, dude, this was... Gainesville yeah. is equivalent to Billings, right. this ginormous university. Yeah. You know, everything else is very, very similar. Exactly. So, that's what yeah. was the was the Gainesville was, was that for one of you your jobs, your husband's job? How'd you guys get to there? Yeah, so we um Jeff got his um, undergrad at A and M and then got his master's in Billings and wanted to go to the next level and get his PhD. And so we were just kind of looking and you know, I had spent my entire life in right, Billings, right. and um, I was ready to try something different. Mm-hmm. And so he, on a whim, was like, hey, what about what about Florida? You know, they've got a great program. And I was like, yeah, let's check it out. Well, sure enough, that was like <laughs> in May, and we moved there in June, or yeah. July. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So he got his PhD, yep. That is, you know, that's, I'm, I'm glad you, you brought that up too. That's one of the things people ask me, because um, I, I always describe Billings as the metropolis of Montana, even though we both, right. because we have two skyscrapers that are, my son likes to tell me, dad, they're like 22 stories. Those don't count for anything. <laughs> um, but for you, because I, I, Montana State, Betsy, for a background check for everybody to listen that's not from Billings, Betsy was an amazing basketball player, softball, went to Montana State Billings. You were on a Hall of Fame team. My dad was an assistant coach when you were playing yeah. there. You guys won a ton of games so I there's two things I want to talk about just in your Gainesville to Billings like one when you mentioned you wanted to get out of there was that a hard play for you in the recruiting process with MSUB because I know I talked to coach Carson coach Hatler um coming out of Skyview about MSUB and my own and I liked coach Hatler the assistant I liked the concept of playing for the Yellow Jackets I just had to leave Billings like personally I just like I gotta go I can't yeah so how was that for you and then did that just come later for you then like hey I played here I did it now I'm ready to get out what was that thought process somewhere yeah I could I could have cared less where it was that yeah was really what it came down for me mm-hmm. um and and you know when I went on my recruiting trip at Montana State Billings it was an absolute like no-brainer yeah this was exactly where God wanted me to be and I yeah I didn't have any feelings about staying I felt totally exactly where I needed to be mm-hmm. this was this was where it was it was gonna be so I was really excited not to mention 
that my family would be right close. they could see and yep 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 and then I just had you know so you know so many people especially the the girls you know the the women who I ended up mm-hmm. playing with you know they just said you know you're probably not even going to notice it. You're on the other side of the heights. Yep. Um, because, you know, Montana State Buildings was on the other side of the rims. Mm-hmm. And so it did feel very different. Yeah. Obviously, I was still in Billings. But it was just such a change yeah. you know, in our everyday living that it really yeah. was, you know, was really perfect for me. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. and let's, let's go to, there's so many things we have. I have so many questions that, the, see, I'm going to get Kane and David to actually show up for an interview so I don't have their list. Because I, right? Like they have to show up if they want all their questions. I want to start here for you. Take us through elementary to junior high because we went to junior high. And the, the, the things I want you to kind of touch on, take us through like what elementary to junior high. But for you, you hit something that I had to hit at Skyview where your dad's in charge of the place we all go to school. You know, so if everybody listening out there, uh, Betsy's dad, Randy, was our VP is in at Castle Rock when we were there, and he was in charge of stay in line. Are you going to see Mr. Morrison? So I know when I got to Skyview, I people are like, "Oh, Kip, you're so well behaved." I swear it. I was because I was just scared to death of my father finding out anything. Right. So take me through that. You know, there's a lot there, but go through young Betsy to Castle Rock dad's there like that whole dynamic yeah. is fascinating because i know kane and i lived it similar to you yeah. and your sisters <laughs> <We did. laughs> so elementary school i went to eagle cliffs elementary okay. um great experience loved um you know pretty much loved school for the most part and then yeah i went to junior high at, at castle rock and you know i have to say and i i might be maybe the only one out of my other <laughs> i didn't mind it one bit gotcha Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't ruffle any feathers. I, you know, didn't like conflict. I still don't like conflict. Right. You know, so it really was fine for yeah. me. Because I think that's just my personality as I, you know, always wanted to do the right thing. Right, I right. Wanted, uh, you know, like, I valued working hard. And I liked having my dad there. Mm-hmm. I had a really great relationship with him. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. I, I I couldn't have asked for it to be any better, to be honest. Did you guys talk about it in advance? Like, hey, when I'm at cat, when you're at school, I'm the principal, not dad. Or was there a balancing? Because we, we we had there's definitely advantages, no doubt. Like, I could go down to dad's office and I forgot my lunch money. I'm going down to dad, and I'd have to listen oh, to him Lord. telling me like, how the hell did you do this again for the second time this yes. week? But was there? I know there's some there's some advantages, but we definitely talked about like, hey, when I, we're at school, I'm not going to treat you any different in class than the other kids. But you can always come see me if something's happening. Did you guys have to have that? Or did your older no. sister kind of teach you how, hey, this is how dad set up? What, what did that look like? Yeah, we never really had that at all. He never, and I think that's because he wasn't in the classroom. Gotcha. He was, you know, in an administrative role. However, if we ever, you know, made our way to the office, <laughs> right? I, I can't even imagine. Right? He obviously was never there. I don't think Megan was there or Kelsey. But yeah. Yeah, we never really had that conversation. And... My dad is a very tender-hearted guy, mm-hmm. and he was just—he was just really good to me. Yeah, and I, I don't know, and I don't know if that's because I respected his position. I never—I don't think I took advantage of it. Right. We didn't, we didn't ever have to have that conversation, but I was the same way. Where you know, you forget your lunch money, and it was just so convenient. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, 
Right. There was a time, though, I'll tell you this, where I, I think it was our senior year. I, you know, and people are insane out here in Oregon. I know in North Dakota, you don't have to deal with this. But in Oregon, if it even, they even have a forecast of snow, the whole world shuts down. The entire world is over. We're not going to school. So, but you know us, like it's 27 below with the wind chill. You're going to school. Well, I needed a haircut before we played Laurel. Like I had to have a haircut. So dad gave me the keys of the Bronco. I was his teacher aide. So I go down there and I wreck the damn Bronco on the ice. And I had to come back and tell him that. Oh, I tell you what, that might be the hardest hardest walk down a hallway past the weight room that I've ever experienced. Like, thank God Lebsock was in there to keep him from murdering me. Because it was... Right, and to keep it light. Yes. Right? Uh, So go to Skyview. um, And and we've talked about this a lot with some of the previous guests. Mike Hader from West. JP from uh, your sister's class at Skyview. Parker Aldridge from our class at Central. You know, it's kind of a bubble in Billings. Because even though MSUB is there... The high school and Rockies there. The high schools drive everything. Like if you're doing something yeah. well in high school sports, it's great because you're going to pack the place. Talk about when we played the women's basketball season, and you're playing varsity as a freshman. I mean, you're all everything from a from a young age. You guys were in the fall. Like was that? And then now I think they've switched it in Montana, haven't they? It's like they it's like the rest of the known civilization where it's everybody plays yep. in the winter. What was yep. that like? It, was it just like, hey, this is how it is in Billings? It's all we know. Because I know once I left, I was like, man, how ridiculous was that? Or was it better because you guys kind of had a platform to yourself? You guys, you talk about it. Yeah. So I, um, like you said, I didn't know any difference. So mm-hmm. that's just how it was, and everybody else was was the odd man out. So yeah. That's just how I am. You're right. Yeah, we're the normal ones. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I actually, you know, when it did get switched, I actually thought, man, you know, we really had an advantage that it was in the fall. And the reason that I say that is because that meant in the summer, that's what we focused on. I got, because oh, great was, point. Yeah, that was the next season. And so yeah. I, when it did switch, I thought, oh, man, that's such a bummer for them because the, the focus will switch yeah. to volleyball, which is great for volleyball. Yes. Um, you know, and I'm sure the head coach at the time was very thankful. For yeah. Him. But for us and for me, it just was, um, it was perfect. I absolutely loved it because yeah. it made the start of the school year amazing. Uh-huh. You know, and you guys had football. Right. And so that was your excitement for yeah. the start of the year. Um, and I didn't play volleyball, so it really, you know, it really was just a perfect fit. And I absolutely loved, you know, preparing in the summer, knowing yeah. that, that was the next season. That's a great point because out here, I know uh, girls basketball in high school really struggles competing for club volleyball players. And yeah. that's a great point. If it was a different season, it might be different. Talk about your Skyview team, your senior year. And it's amazing kind of the parallels. Like your guys, you, Megan Goodhart, you got Justine. Yeah. Like you guys were a phenomenal team and i think historically in skyview history you're like the only good team and correct me if i'm wrong because you guys went all the way to the state title game one of my favorite memories is that tournament at msub which you where you would eventually play like we packed that place thursday friday saturday it was so much fun watching you guys i I don't want to bring up the bad memory of the title game uh, but just go back through you guys had an amazing class of athletes yourself goodhart like i mentioned um, talk about just your memories of that. And I went back through the Montana State AA history books. No Skyview teams on there besides your guys on the women's side. Like, nobody else is even sniffing it. Uh, yeah. But go ahead. Yeah, we, you know, we had such a fantastic run. Um, you know, because 
it really was just, you know, like you said, I got to play some varsity when I was a freshman, but we, we really struggled that, that, um, that year, just, mm-hmm. you know, we just weren't, we just weren't good enough. It, yeah. We had some great athletes, but, Yeah. you know, they were, they were stars in other sports kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, by the time I got, you know, into my junior and senior year, things were really starting to snowball for us. Mm-hmm. And you could really feel it. Um, you know, the, the, the girls, I, I just felt, I just feel like, you know, there's so many things that have to go right. And you know that yep. as a coach. Yep. Um, you know, there can be so many things that go right. But if there's just one thing that's off, yeah. you know, it can, it can kill a team. And, and you could just feel the momentum building for us. We had, we had great friendships, great mm-hmm. bonds, and we absolutely loved to play Mm -hmm. um i just remember that time in my life and all i wanted to do was just play i didn't care (laughs) right i didn't care who i played against i didn't i did not care i just wanted to play yeah you know we had a lot of girls like that on the team you know megan goodhart beth gerber justine johnson allison howe i mean we just and you know um Andrew Beagle came yeah. off the bench and you know I just think about those six you know five girls six plus me and we just we just got along really well and then you couple that with really great coaches yep and that was Helmer right yep, yep. Daryl Helmer and PJ Eubank was the yes coach at the time and you know just it's just you know good coaching but also like super cool human beings mm-hmm. and there just was so much going on. Um, you know, you can just feel it building really yeah. in our junior year. And right. so that senior year was just, I mean, what a ride. Yeah. I, I you know, I really just have not thought about it much. <laughs> it doesn't feel like eons. Oh, it's like a whole nother person, a whole nother life. Totally. Yeah. Totally. That's right. But just like reminiscing back to those moments and just, you know, seeing the relationships that were built and just the blessings that yeah. we, you know, got to partake in. And, you know, it's just mind-blowing and just how wonderful that last season was was for us. I mean, it was so much fun. And I, I would add, just from my side, on, on the on the boys' side, watching you guys, I mean, it, it was, like I mentioned, it was so much fun going to, like, your games were packed. Your, yes. The tournament was in Billings, so it was it just pandemonium. I remember harassing Helena High across the way. They're, they're the boys on that team that we were going to play eventually yes. in the state tournament. Um, but yes. it was a driving force for us because we were like, damn, the girls are setting the bar really high. Like we're, We cannot yes. not do something this year. So that was always fun. Um, yes. Just knowing that you guys in, in, in our class, it, it, you were so such phenomenal athletes. You know, you went on to win. I, I gave Parker a lot of crap because he won that uh, Midland Roundtable over me, and you got it on the other side. We could have had a Skyview sweep, um, right? Do you keep up with anything in Billings? Is it family driven? Do you like David and I talk a lot about? Man, we really like Skyview changed their uniforms in football. God, they look like it's the 21st century. Finally, I wish they'd start winning some games, but we'll we'll keep supporting them. But how do you stay in touch with stuff back home? Gosh, you know, I feel like, you know, we lived in Gainesville and then we were in Wisconsin for a short time now in Fargo. I really lost touch with um, the sports side of things. Gotcha. Um, and probably more so because my dad, you know, moved to Bozeman. Mm-hmm. So that really kind of, you know, that, yeah. was, that was my last connection. So my connections are still family gotcha. driven at home. Um, but also, I have a handful of college um, teammates mm-hmm. that are still in Billings. And so those are my 
those are my um, connections now. And, yeah. you know, I keep tabs, you know, um, especially just this last year on MSU Billings and just getting to watch them and um, see some success there. So, yeah, and, and, you know, we get back to Billings quite a bit because Jeff is also from Billings. Gotcha. So, really? I see. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, he um, he's he's a little bit older than us. He, yeah. <laughs> he, um, he, he... He graduated college in 94. Oh, gotcha. Well, how did, uh, tell us the story. How did you guys meet? You have to do it. Okay, yeah. So he was actually working for my dad at Castle Rock. Really? <laughs> yeah. And Randy was, ah, oh, man, he's a brave soul. Randy, he was dating, <laughs> he was dating the boss. Right? That was kind of the joke. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty funny. So we actually, my, my fifth year of, of uh, school, I finished my four years and I needed, um, Two more, two more classes, and one okay. of the classes was a full year. I had to, I had to take the fall and spring semester. So PJ Eubank was then the head coach at Skyview. Yeah. And so she asked me to be her assistant for that year. Okay. Which was super cool. Yeah. See, my youngest sister was a senior that year. Oh, that's great timing. Yeah. So I thought, oh, man, this is just perfect. Plus, I just love PJ. Yeah. And I just think she's a super cool person. And so, anyway, Jess, my husband was the sophomore coach and that's really when because i had met him at castle Rock before yeah um but you know we didn't really know each other until we had um we were coaching and yeah you know there was there was no spark and our most favorite story our most favorite story we're sitting you know we're i don't know where we were playing but pj and jeff and i are hanging out and PJ asks if either of us are dating anyone, and she's like, you know, both of us say no, and she's like, see, this is Jeff. Jeff, (laughs) Hey, you two, let me shake your your hands for each other. My God. Pretty much. That's awesome. She claims that she was the matchmaker. Right. Oh, it's amazing what the game does, right? Basketball connects across. Talk about MSUB, that team. You know, talk about the 98-99 team that you were part of, went to the Elite Eight tournament. Um, yeah. Just go back. I know you guys are in the, we're in the Hall of Fame. Um, talk about that experience. I mean, that, that's an amazing. You picked the right place, like you mentioned, where you felt you needed to be. And then yeah. to see it, you know, play out the way it did, you got on a historical, on a historical run. much playing time because the individuals that were playing before me were just absolutely incredible, um, incredible basketball players. And so the great thing for me is I got to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. I, oh, man, I got to learn so much from those women. And, and you know, again, it goes back to, for me, in those successful years, our, those relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were so close as a team we we had so much fun together mm-hmm. we we pushed each other so incredibly hard every single day yeah you know because you know in in high school you're the you're the cream of the crop and right you were there you it's it's pretty easy to dominate right but when you get to, to college yep. at least in my experience it was like that absolutely holy cow yes <laughs> not just maybe one other megan goodhart right you know, that can you know that's right there with me now i've got eight other women that are yep. just as good if not better than me yeah and so that that was really um a, a really learning opportunity for me those first two years is just learning from those older 
older upperclassmen and, and getting the opportunity to play against them. And it's but funny we, you mentioned some of those upperclassmen. Like Megan Dickerson ended up coaching in my league out here at George Fox and then spent some time at Oregon State because she worked for Scott, who's turned yeah. Oregon State around. It's, it's, it's insane. It's, it's funny because yes. – um, for you, yeah. what does that look like? Because I, I want to play your soundbite for my players. Like, the connections off the floor. Like, we'll be able to talk ball screen defense if we can actually speak to each yeah. other off the floor. Yeah. What does that drive? What did it look like? Was that for you learning, hey, this is how I got to schedule my day to get the time in in college? Was it just like, I need extra reps compared to what I used to do? What did some, what were those, what were some of those lessons? was um, really watching the woman who was playing in front of me. And at that time, that was Amy Fifely. Gotcha. And she, she, oh man, she was so good. And I just, I got to guard her every day. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it for me was really paying attention to what she was doing. Mm-hmm. And then during game time, when you could sit and actually watch. Yeah. Really taking the time and really focusing on what she was doing right and mm-hmm. also on those games when things weren't going right you know what what she could have been doing yeah. differently yeah because that was for me how i could then take it back into practice and, and use it for my own self yeah so that was probably my biggest thing and two the reps gotcha um, you know in, in in high school you know scoring points was never a big deal but in college um meaning it was easier in high school, but yep. in college it just got so much more difficult. Uh-huh, and so, uh-huh. you know, that whole muscle memory thing with your shot just had to be there. Yeah. And so we did, we spent a lot of extra hours in the gym after we go and have dinner, Yeah. after practice, go shower, and we come back to the gym and shoot around. Yeah. Because it really required some effort, some more mm-hmm. effort. I mean, it did. It just was the bottom line. Yeah. Now they weren't. Now you guys weren't. Frank wasn't making you guys run Airport Hill, or was he? Because I know Cars was making the guys run Airport Hill. So yeah. were, was that part yeah. of your guys' training? Yeah. So Coach McCarthy, uh, we did we did run Airport Hill, but it wasn't. It was usually it wasn't like preseason. Gotcha. For us. It was usually. Gosh, I only remember running at one time with him. You know, he was yeah. there my first two years. Right. Gotcha. Um, but we did. We had to do the time mile, and that was the thing that we all loved. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd I'm with you. I'm with you, man. Like we, I read a book like maybe three years ago, just a coaching like fake fundamentals, and it talked about the death of using that in basketball. How ridiculous it is to try to use that as a basketball thing. But we all did it. And my coach out here, Gordy James, would yell yell at me. I own. I'm going to move you to a forward if you don't run this damn mile faster. Yep. I'm like, coach, yep. I'm not a track guy, man. Like, Thank just you. give me a ball. Yep. <laughs> hey, right, talk yep. about. Uh, what lessons, and I know you've, you've talked a lot about stuff you learned that you applied on the floor. What stuff do you feel like in your day-to-day? It could be parenting. It could be your, your, your job. You mentioned that you got to use, that you learn from athletics, skills um, that you still got to apply. I know me, like patience, like, oh my gosh, I can't yell at, at my son. I want to, but I've also learned that I can't yell at this player the way I would like yeah. to, to get anything out of him. So go anything yeah. that, that comes to mind on that. really um instilled in me just this idea of self-confidence mm-hmm. and um you know 
I, I'm really, really passionate about um, healthy living and healthy eating. Yeah, okay, okay. Taking care of yourself physically, and that that came from from being active. Yeah. Um, you know, my entire high school career through college, because I just I know the benefits of that. I know what it feels. I know what it feels like. I know that I perform better, whether it's, you know, physically or just in your everyday life. Yes. You're better. Right. Your mental capacity is better. Physical capacity is better. So that's one thing. Um, And then just the idea of just working hard, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I remember when I first started working, you know, after college was done and just, you know, when you when you get when you get into the real world, you know life is very different. Yeah. Um, especially when you're an athlete, an athlete, you know it's just very different. And so, just having that idea of working hard and and whatever it is that you're doing, it doesn't matter what you're doing, but to work hard and to give it your best shot. You know, I just think that was such a valuable, mm-hmm. valuable lesson that yep. as an athlete, we all got to participate in that. 100%. What do you see, and, and you, you know, we've talked about your daughter a little bit, she's nine, is she into athletics? Mm-hmm. How do you envision yourself, mom Betsy, but maybe even maybe even skilled trainer Betsy? Like, how yeah. are you going to wear those hats? Because Kane and I have talked to this a lot. You know, would, our dad did, did it one way. There were some great things about how he, he pushed us, but there are also some things like I was like, man, I'm never going to do that till Kip right. Jr. You know what I mean? So what, what has yeah. been those thoughts for you, your husband, you've talked about when she jumps in, if she wants to, into athletics, how do you balance those things? Yeah. You know, I I don't know. I I would love for Ella to fall in love with, with basketball, but... I, I don't see that. Gotcha. And, you know, she even she even says to me, you know, Mom, I like it because I know you love it and mm-hmm. you're really good at it, you know? Right. But, you know, what I, you know, if she finds something that she's passionate about and wants to work at it, then I am there. Mm-hmm. I, I love to do that stuff. She, you know, plays upward basketball and I yep. coach her team and she, she loves to learn mm-hmm. um, and she does it you know she wants she wants that but I can also tell when she's like I do not want you to tell me one more thing right. about my pivot foot moving yeah <laughs> yes know? yes like, I know mom it's happening but I can't make it stop right right so you know I just I just gosh I just pray for a lot of grace for that's yes because I just I don't want her I want her to just be active, and if she finds something that she is passionate about, mm-hmm. like I was passionate about basketball and softball, yeah, then then Jess and I are going to be all in because that's just how you are as a parent, right? You know, but I don't want her doing things just because. Well, that's what my mom did, mm-hmm. so I'm going to do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want that for her. And I, I do. Not, my parents. I felt like my parents were pretty awesome where that was concerned you know my dad obviously was a a very good basketball player and he knew that I loved it and so it was a great connection or connector for us yeah and so it just really built our relationship and you know I just I just hung on every one of his words Mm because I just wanted to get better yeah yeah and so you know that I, you know, I couldn't see my dad doing anything different. And my mom, you know, didn't play, play sports, 
but she was of the mindset that you know she knew that I absolutely loved it, mm-hmm. so she was all in. Right, right. So you know, I just I am so grateful for my parents and how they handled athletics when yeah. I was a kid you know I just I really could not have had a better situation where that was concerned what the, the part in there where you, you talked about praying for grace in those situations I, I where I find myself struggling is when they tell me where they want to be like dad I'm gonna get a scholarship you know dad I'm gonna go and then I want to immediately say son you have shot seven times in the last eight days it ain't gonna work but you know but I I don't want to be the I don't want to be the person that's like you're not coming in to get food I'm not gonna let your mom feed you until you have x amount of makes I don't want to do that either but at the same like you mentioned I want to support them in a way that and I and utilize I tell them like hey I can be coach for you but I only am going to do that if you tell me to put on my coaching hat Otherwise, I'll just rebound and shut my mouth, even though it's very hard. (laughs) You're never going to get that. Yes. Oh, man. It's something David talked about last week, and his oldest daughter is in gymnastics, and he knows nothing about gymnastics, but he built a room in his house in Atlanta that's just for gymnastics, right? So I think for all of us, you know, and my wife played basketball here. She was a Hall of Famer at Willamette. Oh, and so all her trophies are in our house, Betsy. My my kids keep asking me, hey, Dad, where is your stuff? I said, oh, you know, it's in a box out there. It's in a box. You know, mom's stuff. She's just, it's just, you know, it's better color, buddy. <laughs> but that is something I know we talk about, it, and I'm sure you and Jeff do as well. Like, there's just those conversations sometimes like, man, are we doing this right? I That's hope right. so. I'm trying. You know, we're getting reps That's in, right. but I don't know if it's happening. Right. That's all we can do. we got to just give it our best shot. Yes. Exactly. Sometimes I sit down on the couch and go, man, I don't think we're very good. Can we just say that oh. about it? <laughs> Yep. I got nothing. Oh, man. Exactly. Well, hey, Betsy, I really appreciate you taking half an hour out of your day. It's been fun to reconnect. I know because somebody doesn't come back to the reunions. Somebody missed the 20 reunion. Um, It's okay. It's all right to to have a real life. I totally understand that. (laughs) We were busy. I I got you. I understand. I had to coordinate. I had to coordinate three kids, and and I, I made it. I put it put it on the calendar a year in advance is the only way I could pull it off. So oh, I was. So we were working on it. But hey, thank you very much for your time. Yeah. Always yes, fun talking to you. Me. And uh, yes. hopefully everything works out. And the fam's doing great. It sounds like. Tell everybody hello yes. for us. Uh, and you the same. Absolutely. Thanks, Bats. Have a good day. Thank you too. Bye bye. Bye. Cross the Streams podcast, React segment, Kane's back with me, got to listen to Betsy Boyer, formerly Betsy Morrison, class of 97, same class as me with Billing Skyview, Uh, season 2, episode 12, Hometown Heroes, our fourth segment, and it's a good thing, Kane, now we officially have more Falcons than anybody else on that segment, so nobody can yell at us that we're not being loyal to Skyview. Yeah, man, we lean blue. (laughs) Yeah. We sure do. Uh, great time for me to catch up with Betsy. I honestly don't think we have spoken in 15 years, easily. Not for any animosity or anything, just life, you know, being in different places. So it was, it was really cool to just even the build up to the interview, getting to reconnect. I told her I apologized to her for stalking her on Facebook and sending her messages when we weren't Facebook friends yet. But now we are officially Facebook friends and I know everything about her. <laughs> So where do you, where do you want to start off with the reacts to stuff her and I got to talk about? Uh, I I really enjoy the parenting conversations 
Yeah, man, because you're on that boat now. Yeah, man, as a new parent and just kind of getting my feet wet a little bit in this whole parenting thing, it's nice to actually hear just how things have gone for others and things that they've learned over the course of their time that I'm diligently taking notes on, like, and more along the lines of mental notes. Yeah, yeah, and right. Writing them down. Maybe I should write them down in my, one of my calendars or <laughs> right. slash diaries. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to throw that one in no, there. That's, it, we're, by the way, folks, we're taping on Thursday, uh, September 27th, the day of the Kavanaugh hearings. We'll get to that later, but that, that was a great tie-in. Yeah, and I, I was enjoyable for her and I to talk about daughters and mother-daughter, yeah. father-daughter relationships. I would really appreciate. Like, we've been lucky with all of our guests, uh, people being willing to really be candid and honest about their stories. So I thought it was great, you know, from her, you know, from a middle sister and, and three sisters for Mr. Morrison. That's, I mean, that's the last time I even saw Randy Morrison, her father, was when he was Mr. Morrison, Castle Rock, and I'm in eighth grade, and he's the disciplined principal. Uh, but just, you know, how she talked about she was maybe different than her sisters in terms of how much she loved playing and didn't, you know, didn't really worry about what dad wanted out of it. But they that was their connection. Um, and, you know, and, and we've dived into a lot, you and I and David Gunn, who's a, a guest on the podcast, a lot about what drives kids and what's the healthy balance between I'm doing this for me and I'm doing it for dad or I'm doing it for mom. Uh, so that yeah. that's always fun. And it is definitely, like you mentioned, you're always thinking about it, no how, matter how old your kids are. You know, your daughter, Ava, Leah, my daughter, you know, Betsy's daughter. It's constantly in your brain. Am I doing this right? And unfortunately, the answer is never there for like 10 years. <laughs> you don't yeah. know. That's, that's just it. That, I think that's probably the most frustrating thing for um, parents is you just don't quite know if you're doing it right until however many years down the road then you can start reaping the benefits I guess yeah yeah. If, if you ever really do that, though, do you ever really reap the benefits of how you raise your child? I don't know. Right, well, maybe don't know. that's a great point because maybe you finally get to a point and we would probably have to ask our parents. And I think our mom would probably answer, no, you never stop worrying. But I think pops would be like, yeah, you, you guys are good. <laughs> I sleep pretty good. Yeah, I sleep fine. Yeah, you two pops, are fine. No question. Pops would have answered that question, I don't know, what really early time, right? Yes, when we were like 21. You're hey, fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when we were able to finally have a couple beers together, I think that was when we finally were able to cheer some beers and go, yeah, we're good. Appreciate yeah. you. Please tell, you know? please tell our mother that we're good and don't yeah. worry about us anymore. I want to say I've told my mom that a thousand times. <laughs> Probably more than that, actually. Probably I'm true. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a pretty normal conversation. And I get it, though. And I, I'm sure my wife, is now starting to see that as well. Yeah. 
that whole aspect, man, is you become a, a parent, the worrying thing starts instantly. Right. It does. It does. What about, here's one for you. I thought about, it was really fun hearing her talk about the, you know, kind of the success that her group, uh, same class as us at uh, Skyview, their women's basketball team had getting all the way to state championship. And I brought up the fact that in the record books in Montana, that's the only appearance you see building Skyview on the girls' side anywhere near the championship is that second place finish in in 96. I started thinking immediately you and I being at Castle Rock watching dad coach the girls team, the first Skyview girls team, Jenny Schultz and everybody. Uh, Because when Skyview first opened for all you guys out there in Billings, Montana listening, you got to remember our dad was the head coach of the girls in the fall. And then he was the head coach of the boys in the winter. So we were uh, Skyview hoops. I think in the first three years that was the case. Um, So that had me thinking like the history of Skyview women's basketball Betsy's team is obviously the the pillar and the standout best, but we've seen a lot of those games. Yeah, yeah. No, that's crazy to think about that. That the school now, first off, has been in existence as long as it has now. Right. Um, it's crazy to think about, and then that fact is like, wow, really? <laughs> that, that, come on, yeah, man. I know. I don't know. I don't know a lot about the current state of the women's program, but I we got to get something going because I know on the boys' side, the last five to six years with Kevin Morales, they've been phenomenal. Two state championships. They've been amazing. Uh, So yeah. So they've been. uh, You know, we wish success to the women in that regard. Although I'm sure Betsy, Megan Goodhart, Justine Johnson, all those girls probably don't mind still being. Uh, yeah, what's the back. yes the 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 standalone the all time great? I'm sure they don't mind that. Yes, they're up on that pedestal that everyone's trying to get to, you know. Which which is funny because you can attest to that to a certain extent because your '97 team, yep, for a long long time was the team that kind of got Skyview hoops on the map, right? And then my group directly after you really kind of took it right back down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Some playoff losses. <laughs> We, yeah, we kept losing in the dang playoffs to Great Falls High three years in a row. Right. And never got to the dang state tournament, which, by the way, is a scar on my life forever. That I um, would imagine, I you know, I don't think we've ever talked about it in depth, but I can imagine that doesn't sit well, you leading the state in scoring, but not getting to play in that tournament. Yeah, man. And it was, the tournament was in Billings that my senior year. Oh, man. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, myself and my teammates, I know all of them out there we all are, are in, in even the year before that when we had a really good squad myself scott turnquist and, and it just was heartbreaking to say that we yeah. did not actually ever play in a state tournament so I'm, I, there was a lot of jealousy as i was listening to yourself and, and betsy talk about these great senior years yeah. and, and um, you know team success and, and I was like, man, I, I really wish that our group had that type of run. Uh, we we won a lot of games, but we just never got over the top and got a chance to play in that state tournament. Yeah. I wish, and now I read um, every year as the basketball gets going that they've got divisionals now. Back. What? Divisionals are back? In the AA. And so everyone gets a chance to participate in some kind of tournament at least in order to get to that state tournament. Because I remember when Pops was coaching. That we was the highlight of our out. of our life was yeah, divisionals. Yeah, man. We always got to go to the divisionals and then eventually maybe got to state that one year that we ended 
tournament. I remember being outside of CMRs. Jamming, yep, yep. Throwing little crack pops, the little crack things on the, uh, not crack, but <laughs> the little uh, firecrackers yep. that you could throw on the ground, whatever. Anyway, that's a, a memory of mine from that day when Dad's team got a chance to go to the state tournament yep. uh, from the divisionals. Yes. And, um, yeah, I'm so jealous of that opportunity. Because, of course, by the time we got to high school, they had they canceled them. And they gave yep. the two automatics to the top two in the East and the West. And then you yep. had to play the, the playoff games. And unfortunately for you guys, that was not the that was a bad game. <laughs> yeah, that was every year somehow that ended up being our worst game. Or right. not our worst game. I was, we, we didn't blow, we get blown out by any means, but we just couldn't get over the top. Right. So, But, you know, you listen to Betsy and you listen to her describe that team in the – chemistry and the connection and just the all of them working towards that common goal mm-hmm. and it just is like you think back to those moments and like man did we have that were we missing that so it just really speaks well of you earn everything yeah what about what do you think about to, you know what do you Go think ahead. about her point when I asked about fall basketball in Montana, which now that we yeah. all live out of state, we know was ass backwards. But at the yeah. time, I thought she had a really good point where she said that really served them well because yeah. they knew the summer was literally, if they're playing hoops, they're getting ready for a September game. And I know for yeah. us at the time, like we're football players. So, yeah, we did yeah. basketball, but football was first. And football was paramount in our brains. I could see the advantage for them then having that singular focus. Yeah, there's no doubt, man, as far as the the advantage of being able to play. Because you remember back then where we would play in basketball tournaments every weekend over the course of the summer. It felt mm-hmm. like yes. we were playing, we're going to Columbus, we're going to Bozeman, we're going there, uh, obviously across town in Billings, yep. all these different tournaments as a team and as a group. And then all of a sudden, like you said, fall hits, August hits, and it's no nope, all right. Here we go. Football time. Yeah. You really, you put the cleat or the basketball shoes away and strap your cleats on for the next three months. Yep. And every once in a while, you would go play, get together, and get in the, an open gym or, or shoot around a little bit. But you didn't maintain that skill that right. you had built the course of the summer for those three months because you're committed to something different. Yep. And so I definitely would see the advantage of being able to go right from summer ball, summer tournaments, all that skill you're building, the connection, the chemistry you're building, playing together all the time, right into the season, uh, that that would be awesome. Yep. No, that was a definite advantage. What about, did you, because I know I, her and I talked about, you know, I said no to Montana State Billings scholarship offer because yep. I didn't want to stay in Billings. She yep. had no issue with it, and I thought it was interesting how she said, no, we're on the other side of the rims, so it was yeah. actually a different Billings experience different for her. Deal. So I wanted to get your thoughts on it, because you obviously didn't stay in Billings, but you went to Bozeman. So yeah. did you relate to any of her thought process in there? Yeah, I think ultimately what she said that I definitely related to is I just wanted to play somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And for me, I was always, I, I wanted Division One. It was the ultimate goal of mine ever since I was growing up. Like I saw, you know, I was a Miami Hurricanes fan, so yep. I was like, I'm, I'm going to play for the Miami Hurricanes. Obviously, the Miami Hurricanes don't recruit Montana. Very well. <laughs> You're um, kidding? Um, no way. Yeah, so, so they missed the boat in that in 
that regard. They definitely missed out on, on a really good recruit. <laughs> Such a loyal guy. Yeah, and if they would have came and recruited Montana a little heavier. But as such, uh, the opportunity, that Division One opportunity, came in, in the form of Montana State mm-hmm. in Bozeman. And be that, I, I didn't even, it had zero um, influence as far as my decision, being it was only two hours east of Billings. Yeah. I didn't care. I was like, hey, this is Division One. Right. This is what I want. I'm, I'm all in. Let's let's do this. And to her point as well, regardless if you're two hours from home in Billings, or sorry, two hours in home in Bozeman, or if you're barely 20 minutes from home in Billings, the college experience is different. Yeah. Especially a college athlete. Yeah. Because you're on such a different schedule than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so although I had a lot of my classmates from Skyview that did attend MSU Bozeman at the same time that I did, I rarely saw them because it was such a different schedule. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah. Just, it was just like leaving Montana because it was, man, I'm, I'm so far away from everyone that I'm accustomed to seeing. Right. So it wasn't like. You know, like you hear a lot of people, oh, it'll just be like going to high school again. No, it was not even close to that. You know, I not think I need school. to have you and Betsy talk to kids in Salem on recruiting and tell them why staying at Willamette's a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> staying in town. Yeah, um, man. And I think a lot of kids lose sight of that. I think they, they, they feel this. And, and we've, as obviously as a coach, you, you know and I know, I've, I've got, gotten that opportunity to recruit kids from Bozeman to come to MSU Bozeman. And it's the same thing. They have yeah. those same type of uh, concerns initially. Like, oh, man, is this, it's just going to be like going to high school again. And right. You, you try and really reiterate that you are not on the same schedule. You will, you will rarely see your normal, everyday student unless you have them in your classes. Right. Unless you're on the same schedule or if you have one of them as your roommate, you're not going to see these your, your friends from high school very often. Hey, what about the part, this once again had me reminiscing um, about our experience that, that coincided with kind of Betsy's career. And we're once again, we're on Hometown Hero segment number four, Billing Skyview, class of 1997. At the time, Betsy Morrison, now Betsy Boyer, uh, Midland Roundtable Athlete of the Year, which you can also claim, uh, claim to fame. Um, yeah. She, we should have, I should have won at the same time. Damn it, Parker Aldrich. Uh, but at the same time, I was thinking about all the MSU Billings women's games you and I have been to because our dad, when he stepped down as the Skyview head coach, joined that staff and started coaching on the women's side. So a lot of those girls that she played on that Hall of Fame team with, she mentioned Megan Dickerson, Brandy Hamlin, like those are all girls that we knew because dad would come home and talk about how Sherry McQuinn just had 25 and 12 and we got to go watch them, right? I was thinking about all those teams. You're throwing out some names there. Now. I know, yeah. right? Yeah, it's right? it's crazy. No, was, uh, was was Heather Ryder on that? Yes, team? Heather Ryder was on that team. Shiloh Schwab played up there too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. From Skyview yeah, to Shiloh there, Schwab and then for yep. Sure, is another potential hometown hero. Yes. Shiloh, um, if you're if you're listening somehow, some way. Absolutely, we'll friend. take recommendations. No hey, question. Heather uh, Ryder. Yeah, go ahead. Heather Ryder was my hurdles coach my senior year. At Skyview, she gra- oh, she right. she was out of eligibility playing hoops for dad at MSUB, but had run track. She was the freaking hurdles coach 
for me at Skyview. But that that when Betsy and I were talking, I found the article, the article of Betsy's team in the Hall of Fame. There's Pops in the front row wearing his American Man <laughs> tie and jacket. There he is. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah. But, but yeah, you're right, man. It's, we did spend a lot of time in that MSU Billings gym watching those teams, yeah. and they were really, really good. Yeah, they, they won. Really I don't remember seeing them lose, do you? I don't remember no, ever seeing them lose. I don't remember. Not, not at home. I remember Dad coming home from certain road trips that didn't go so well, but for the most part, they were pretty dominant at home, and they used to have great crowds. Yes. It was uh, energetic, yep. home field or home court advantage. It was That was a lot of fun. Frank McCarthy had that thing rolling a little bit, uh, and then Coach McCarthy ended up at, at Bozeman for a while. Right. While I was, I want to say my freshman sophomore year, but I uh, had the same type of success with with those teams up there as well for a while. Yeah, what if, I thought it was great that she talked about as the understudy at point guard. Uh, she talked yeah. a lot about watching, like really purposely paying attention on the bench. And I know that's not, that's yeah. not easy, and that actually you know that speaks highly of, of Betsy's character. And I wouldn't expect anything else from somebody so passionate about basketball like she was. But that was like a great like. Can I clip this for a minute and a half and play it for my freshman point guard watching our <laughs> senior point guard? Because that's yeah, exactly yeah. what you would want the understudies to do. Yeah, exactly. No, I thought it was awesome when she was just talking about uh, her transition from high school star. Yeah. To college, uh, and now you find yourself kind of on the bench for a couple of years learning. Yeah. Because you're surrounded by other high school stars. Yes. And a lot of kids don't get that. Like that's a hard transition for a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Going from the guy or the girl from your high school being a stud athlete to all of a sudden you go in and you're in a room with nothing but other stud athletes. That is hard. Yep. And all of a sudden you're not the one the coach is looking to. Uh, to be the go-to player anymore, you're you're the hey. You, you got to find a role on this team, yeah. guy. Yeah, Girl. that's that's a hard transition. A lot of kids don't handle that well right now, um, or not necessarily right now. That's universally, yeah. That's, yeah, that's that's a common theme as you make that transition from college or high school sports to college sports. And I thought her way of doing it was awesome. Yeah, as far as just accepting the fact that hey, we got some really good players in front of me and I'm going to do everything in my power to learn from them so when it, when it is my opportunity and my turn I'm ready to go and I'm ready yeah. to carry that torch and, and help this team be victorious. I wish I would have followed up now that in, in hindsight because it was such a good, I wanted to let her finish talking about the things that she was paying attention to while while playing behind that All-American point guard. I should have asked like, hey, give me, a, give me a pointer or something that you used in your time. Like was it how she came yeah. off the ball screen? Was it, no, I really picked up how to arm bar a girl's hip when she drove and ride her out into the, you know what I mean? Like something yeah. like that that I, I should have followed up. Things. Yeah. Yep. The I find, My last thing was it's insane that Betsy Morrison lived in Gainesville, Florida. Right? You know what I mean? Like all <laughs> yeah. the different places we find ourselves now. David Gunn's in Atlanta. Mike Schwab's in Minneapolis. Chad DeHaan's in Seattle where you're at. Like all these places across the country that my yeah. class, and I'm sure your class is in the same boat, you know, Scott Turnquist yeah. Yeah. is in Indianapolis. Like all these Skyview kids that were this little bubble, and we've got all yeah. these life experiences where we all, and I'm, ex- you know, I'm sure there's some kids too that really enjoyed Billings, never left, and good for them. But everyone's got a lot of people have these worldly experiences that when we were 17, yep. I'm sure, I promise you, I never looked past. We play West on Friday. 
I didn't think past it at all. That was it. Yeah. It's, it's, that, it's so funny you say that because I think about that all the time, how your world expands with every year and with every transition that you make, your world just opens up and, and expands that much more. Like yeah. when you're in elementary school, you know nothing but your little small neighborhood. Right. 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 And then you get to junior high, like she was talking about going from Sandpoint to junior high. And for us in the Heights, when you go to Castle Rock, you're combining everybody in the Heights in this one middle school. It used to, it, it, uh, at least it used to be that way. Right. Everyone was in this one uh, middle school and it expanded your world that much more. You're like, oh man, there's something across Main Street. There's another, <laughs> there's another kid my age across Main Street. Right. This is crazy. Yes. This is unbelievable. I'm, I got my parents driving me all the way across Main Street to some other kid's house to go hang out. This right. is nuts. Yes. And then you get to high school, and now it opens up the other side. Like, okay, what's what are these West High kids all about? What's what's this uh, senior high? You know what I mean? Like, yes. In the city, it's now the city. Yeah. And then you go to college, and it's just this bigger world. And then it's just everywhere you go, every transition you make in life, it just opens up the world that much more. And obviously, like, she's, I mean, Gainesville, Florida, is a long ways from Montana in a lot of different ways. But I'm sure it just opened up her worldview and so much more. Yes. And uh, I think that's awesome. What, I, that, when you were talking about that, it had me thinking of your nephew, my oldest, Lincoln. Yeah. It's just started middle school. And he is dead set on going to one of these middle school football games that the 8th graders are playing, even though he's a 6th grader. And at first, yeah. dumbass dad Kip was like, man, why do you want to go to this? Just a middle school game. But in his mind, and if I think back to my mind when yeah. I was 11 – that is the world. We play Riverside. Yeah. You won't believe these twins they got. That was the greatest football yeah. game I've ever witnessed. And exactly. so I have to like check myself, like go back to what, like like you said, the world view of him. That's a big, like that's the globe. That little, that school's the globe. And so exactly. it's, uh, that was fun. Just, you know, trying to remember those perspectives um, and knowing that, yep. you know, all of us are just spread out in, if we ever got back to a bar to just tell the stories that all of us have seen is insane. Oh, oh there's no question, man. Hey, speaking of stories, I can't let you off the hook without diving into sliding the Bronco <laughs> barber shop and scaring the hell out of Betty, our, our barber. Uh, oh, that is... Literally knocking over this small little barber shop. Yes. Because we're driving around Dad's Ford Bronco, which was a tank at the time. Yes. It can, it can do anything. Yes. So I had to give you, give you, you know, some crap for that. But in turn, it made me recall when I did the same thing in the same exact car, the Ford Bronco, the tank of the Bronco. Yes. When I completely destroyed the front end of Coach Todd Birch's car. <laughs> in the parking lot? In the parking lot after our sophomore football scrimmage, uh, it was, yeah. Was it icy? What's that? Was it icy? No, this is, we're talking football. This is summer. This is August. You just backed into him, rammed into him? Flat out, decided I wasn't going to check my rear view. I was just going to hit the Ford Bronco in reverse. I gave a little wave to my boy Trevor Mason. And he's looking at me and watched me literally just destroy the front end of the four tours that was parked directly behind me. Happened to be Coach Birch's car. And so I have to then, just like you did, make that walk oh. from the parking lot into the little hallway downstairs by the weight room and then into that football office with Coach Lev, Coach Birch, Coach St. John, <laughs> and our dad. And 
why his car now no longer has a bumper, oh. barely even a hood. And yet the Bronco is really unscathed. Oh, whole the thing. Bronco. So, first of all, shout out to Coach Birch, one of the greatest voices of all time, huge Dallas Cowboys oh, fan. I wish I oh, could have heard him react to you doing that. I'd forgotten you did that. Mine, I literally, I picture, I want everybody listening to picture the clipper cut on the corner of, was it Wicks? Main Street and Wicks? And yeah, that sounds about right. Betty is one of the nicest barbers of all time. She has a, basically like a mobile home barber shop. That's how big it is. Two chairs. Was there ever a second barber in there? Because it was only Betty. Nope. It was only Betty. No, <laughs> nobody. The second chair was was used just for people waiting. Basically, <laughs> and I remember vividly doing the Nick Carpenter shout out to Nick Carpenter Skyview class in '97 bass adjustment in Dad's Bronco that has no bass, but I like to do the two finger adjustment like Nick did in his souped up <laughs> Spectrum on Tupac yeah. ambitions as a rider, and I oh, yeah, stopped. Game day, game day, man. We're playing Laurel. We got to win by forty, or it's not a win. And yeah. I slid, and I vividly see myself. I'm going to hit the goddamn shop. I'm not going to hit a car. I'm going to hit the shop. And I managed to swerve it between Betty's Ford Explorer. I still hit the corner of the shop. But then imagine peeling a can open. I went down the side of her Ford Explorer. And there's no cell phones, right? So Betty comes out, and God bless her. She says, are you Okay. And I say, Betty, your Ford Explorer is totaled, and your shop moved about four inches. And she goes, come on in, I'll cut your hair. And she just counseled me how to go tell my dad while cutting my hair. And I said, Betty, he's going to kill me. He's going, oh, don't worry about it. He'll understand. You're safe. That's the important thing. He doesn't care about that. There's a samurai sword cut in his right door of the Bronco. Remember the samurai cut? That was off white. It wasn't the right white. It had its own separate red stripe that was not even close to the other red stripe. Uh, I used to pick girls up for dates. The minimal dates I had, I'd pick them up in the Bronco. That's a whole other story. That horrible thing. Oh, React segment, Kip and Ken I own, Betsy Morrison Boyer, Class of 97, Skyview Falcons, Hometown Heroes. We'll be back.